This episode is sponsored by Lendex and Tangleswap. Lendex is a decentralized IOTA-based multi-cross-chain decentralized application and lending protocol. This is IOTA's lending and stablecoin. And about Tangleswap, well, whether you are looking for a world-class decentralized exchange or simply want to make the most out of your tokens by staking, liquidity farming or investing, Tangleswap puts the whole universe of DeFi at your fingertips. Three, two, one. Welcome back, guys, to a new episode. I'm here with Adre Wushman uh, behind the uh, Engine Knip, which is familiar to those that have been reading the blog post that's been released by the IOTA Foundation. Uh, it's just over a year ago since they launched their first blog post, and another one is around the corner. Uh, should be out already uh, once this episode is released. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, we have been in the talks for a little bit of a while. Um, Engineer has been a familiar name to, for at least to me. Um, when it says like in the headline, I'm building a local green currency on IOTA. Um, how Engineer uses IOTA to drive energy efficiency in 50,000 homes, which I'm sure is there a good update on. But I guess we have to do that a little bit later in the episode. Um, if you could start off telling us how you ended up in the crypto space. Oh boy. Um, uh, well, I can. Um, let me start with a little introduction. Um, all right. So um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a technical engineer uh, living in the Netherlands. Um, I'm uh, 58 years old, uh, so um, um, I, I didn't get taught blockchain at school. Um, now, uh, I have been an IT professional all my life. Uh, I had a software company which designed software for banks and brokers, uh, etc. Um, but after 30 years in that business, um, I, I got a little bit bored. So I, I uh, looked for other uh, and, and newer topics to work on. Uh, one of them is IoT, uh, Internet of Things, and the other one is blockchain. Now, um, I got infected with blockchain, let's say seven, eight years ago. Um, I, I saw a lot of people talking about it and there was a, 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 a cross um, with uh, Internet of Things for, for storing data and in a very secure and uh, um, uh, good way. So I, I started dipping in. I um, talked with two other uh, IT owners of companies here in, uh, in the city I live in Emmen. And um, we, we started to um, meet each other every second week and give each other homework. Uh, so uh, uh, in two weeks, you'll explain what the uh, uh, consensus mechanism is. And uh, in two weeks, uh, uh, I'm going to explain what proof of work is, etc. And uh, after, uh, let's say, a year, it took off. Um, we got involved with a, a European project called Interreg Project Bling. And Bling stands for Blockchain in Government. And um, uh, we started diving in. Uh, we, we founded a nonprofit foundation called Blockchain Lab Drenthe. Uh, and, and the goal of that uh, foundation is to spread knowledge, experience, and insights um, um, about blockchain, uh, about distributed ledger technology to 
everybody who wants to know, uh, governmental bodies, entrepreneurs, students, schools, etc. And um, uh, what, what we do, uh, for instance, is uh, we give guest lectures at university. Um, we teach at a, um, a University of Applied Sciences, uh, a, a blockchain uh, minor to uh, 40 students. Uh, uh, we uh, do feasibility studies for, for um, companies who uh, are interested in, in setting up projects with blockchain. Uh, lots of things. And, and, and But especially for that project Bling, we did a few uh, blockchain applications. Um, the, the, the first project we started with was um, a self-sovereign attendancy application uh, uh, because we organized monthly meetups uh, where people uh, could join and where we uh, uh, talk about um, uh, important topics and news uh, in the blockchain world. Uh, they, they wanted a uh, attendancy list who, uh, to see how many people attended and, and who. But um, uh, as you probably heard, GDPR, the General mm. Data Protection Regulations, um, uh, prohibit that. Uh, you, you cannot have a list with names and email addresses and signatures out in the open. <coughs> and um, so uh, we decided um, um, under the motto, eat your own dog food, to um, design a blockchain application to solve that problem. So we called that self-sovereign attendancy and, and how you could see it is as a wallet where somebody who visits an event, a course or a conference or whatever, they get a token in their wallet so they can prove they have been there uh, to anybody who wants to know without uh, giving away their names and, and birth dates, etc. Uh, so that that was a big success, um, and then the city of Emmen came to us and said, "Well, listen, uh, we have this uh, subsidy uh, for people who want to make their house more energy efficient, uh, and we can uh, um, give them uh, uh, some money to do that, to buy LED lighting and and to um, to to buy isolation uh, materials, etc. Um, but they can only use it for that." So um, uh, we, we uh, used paper vouchers in the, in the last years. And that wasn't a big success. Uh, only 16% of the, the budget was uh, claimed. Can you help us? And uh, so we started to work. We, we designed an app where uh, uh, the, the municipality can distribute that money. And it's, it's purpose-bound money. It's earmarked money is what they call it. So um, uh, people have that money and go, go to a hardware store and only spend it on energy-saving measures. So um, um, th that has been a, a very successful uh, product. Um, uh, there are lots of things uh, surrounding that and uh, um, lots, lots of things going on. Uh, uh, for instance, um, I talked to the, the Dutch National Bank um, because we, we made our own currency. Based on the IOTA tangle, we we designed a coin, which we distributed to um, uh, uh, all the houses in the municipality, mm. uh, uh, nearly fifty thousand, and um, uh, which people could use to go to the store and buy stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know uh, how that is in your country, but uh, in, in my country. 
cryptos are pretty regulated, mm. right? So uh, you cannot just uh, wake up one morning and uh, and think, well, I'm gonna design my own coin and sell it to everybody who wants to own it, and we'll all become rich. So um, I, I went to the Dutch National Bank, I had a talk with them, and said, listen, you you guys are working on CBDCs, uh, central bank digital currencies, the digital euro. Uh, but it's going to take a while before it's there. Uh, we're doing it. We, we are working on our own local currency in the municipality of Emmen. Um, are we allowed to do that? Right. So um, I had to do a lot of explaining. And um, uh, blockchain hasn't got the best reputation, so to speak, mm. um, uh, when it comes to... Um, to uh, uh, national banks and, and and there's a lot of prejudice but um, um, they agreed and uh, we we could go on I talked to the authorities of financial markets uh, uh, another um, yeah uh, department which is very important when you when you want to do financial products and uh, I managed to uh, to get them on my side also and we went ahead we designed an app, <coughs> and that app um, does two things. Uh, it collects information, uh, but in, a, in an absolute anonymous way. And it rewards people for that information with subsidy money they can spend in shops. And I'll, I'll explain how it works. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a bit hard without a whiteboard, etc. but <laughs> I will try anyway. Um, um, the, the app uh, we designed uh, is in uh, in the Google Store and in the Apple App Store. So we needed a way to only have the people in Emmen uh, being able to use it, right? Uh, otherwise, somebody in Amsterdam could say, hey, I also want 50 euros from the municipality of Emmen. Yeah. Um So uh, we designed a QR code card. We did something uh, uh, the, the listeners uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, could identify with. We did, an, uh, did a physical airdrop. So we distributed 50,000 wallets in the form of a card with a QR code on it, uh, with a nice letter in an envelope. Um, uh, every house in Emmen got that letter. Um, and we had to do that in a special way. Um, the municipality uh, uh, commissioning us to build this is, of course, our biggest friend, uh, but it's also our biggest enemy when it comes to privacy. A municipality knows nearly everything about their citizens, right? If I have your address, I know uh, uh, how much your house is worth. I know how many people live there. I know if you have a dog a car, how much uh, uh, waste, uh, how much water uh, is, is uh, used in your and, and generated in your house, etc. And the, the GDPR prohibits that. And these people were giving out information about their house and, out, and about their behavior. But it should be absolutely anonymous. So these letters with these QR card cards could not be distributed by mail because then there would be an Excel sheet where somebody put in uh, an address and a QR code, right? There would be 50,000 lines in that Excel sheet. 
but uh, everybody uh, at the municipality would exactly know which address and which QR code belong together. We couldn't email it because then there would be a list with email addresses and QR codes. So what we did is we distributed these letters door to door randomly uh, within every neighborhood. So um, the, 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 there was a company called Business Post and they got um, uh, 50,000 letters, but uh, um, in, in uh, 28 neighborhoods, um, uh, they were separated in 28 neighborhoods. And within that neighborhood, they could randomly put them in the letter boxes. And we even told the citizens, well, um, if you're afraid that we will track you, you before registering, before, before scanning the QR code, you can just swap your QR code with your neighbor uh, on the other side of the street or whatever, as long as it's in the neighborhood, of course. Um, if you want to swap, no problem. We can absolutely not know which house has which QR code. Well, that was very reassuring to them. Um, so every house got this uh, QR code and uh, by scanning the QR code, you got the, the app on your phone and by scanning it, the, uh, the QR code again with your app, you got a wallet, a, a wallet on your phone, which contains data and coins. Now the data is uh, provided by the, the people living in the house, right? So uh, there were questions uh, and, and uh, uh, these questions were, for instance, about um, their behavior. Do you close the curtains uh, at night in winter? Yes or no, right? And um, uh, people would provide that information um, and fill the data part of the uh, of the wallet. Now, that information um, also would make them a little bit more uh, more think about their behavior because after such a question, we would have an information button, and if they would press that, it would say, "Well, we're we're asking you this question about your curtains." Because if you close your curtains, it would uh, save you around 4% uh, of your yearly energy bill. So we would give them hints and tips on how to save energy also. Now, when they answered those questions, and they were not all about behavior, but also do you have solar panels? Do you have a heat pump? Uh, do you have double glazing? That kind of stuff. Uh, they could press a button and then the information would be sent through the tangle, through the IOTA tangle, to the municipality of Emmen. Um, and, and people are used to uh, sharing their information with Mr. Zuckerberg. And mm -hmm. Mr. Zuckerberg um, uh, is becoming very rich with that information. But the people themselves don't get anything. Right Here, we did that differently. Uh, by sending the information to the municipality, they would get rewarded. Um, uh, 27 questions, it's about three minutes of work, uh, and they would get 50 euros. 50 euros in their wallet, on the tangle, uh, on their phone. Now, with that 50 euros, they could go to 10 different hardware stores uh, here in Emmen. Uh, there are uh, some uh, uh, national chains, but also uh, some, some very local franchises, uh, 10 uh, shops that uh, were participating and there they could buy energy saving measures 
uh, a thermostat, uh, some uh, foil to keep the heat in, uh, etc. But only energy-saving measures. And they could go there, uh, pick those things from the shop, and pay with their phone. Now, the shop owner would have the same app as, as the people uh, who were living in Emmen, uh, but he got a special QR code to activate that app. And that special QR code was connected to his the IBAN number of his bank account. So that uh, when he uses the app, he can put in uh, uh, an amount, 50 euros, and it would generate a QR code. And the people buying stuff at their shop, they would scan from the phone uh, that QR code and then would say, oh, would you like to pay 50 euros to um, uh, Gamma, uh, for instance? And they only would have to press one button, yes. And then the coins would shift from the wallet of the, of the uh, people living in Emmen to the wallet of the store owner. So um, uh, the people would take these, uh, this stuff home, install it, and start saving energy. Meanwhile, the shop owner has all the coins and um, by sending them back to the municipality, he, he gets euros in his bank account. So uh, he has two options. He, he, he can do that on uh, automatic pilot two times a week. Uh, there is a process on our server which looks at all the accounts of all the stores. And are there any coins in that? Yes then he will send them back to the municipality. Um, the other option is a pay me button we designed in, in the app of the store owners. Uh, there are store owners that say, well, I, I don't need uh, a payment on my bank account every day, which says energy knip, right? Um, every two weeks is, is good enough. Or uh, let me just wait until I have uh, 5,000 euros. Right? Then I will push the button, please pay me, and it's done. So when they press the button, then the payments are sent to the municipality. And there is a little payment robot uh, in between, which says, oh, you're sending 5,000 uh, MN coins. Then you will get 5,000 euros from the bank account from the municipality to the bank account of the hardware store. And that's it. Very, very simple. So the whole process up to that point is on the tangle. Uh, and, and we all know... Uh, the Tangle is feeless, uh, uh, has enough capacity and speed to, to do that. Uh, it's not like a, a Bitcoin blockchain where you only have seven transactions per second. IOTA is a, a lot better than that. Um, uh, and what is very important and what made us choose the, the IOTA Tangle for this particular uh, application is it uses very little energy. You can imagine that uh, when we do a sustainability project where we say to all the citizens of Emmen, you should use less energy uh, 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 and install LED lights, etc., that you should not use a uh, proof of work consensus like uh, Bitcoin. All right? uh, Bitcoin uses uh, 22 uh, and a half days of energy of an average family uh, per transaction. Now, um, if we would use that uh, in our system, we would also get our names in the paper, uh, probably, but not in the way we would like to, uh, uh, right? So uh, we, we, we chose IOTA uh, because it uses less energy than a bank transaction uh, per transaction. So 
uh, it's it's green in itself. Now, feelers is important. Uh, speed is important, um, uh, and um, that was the ultimate choice. Now, it was a, a very very successful project. Um, I, I, I already told you the years before they were working with paper vouchers. Every house in Emmen would get a, a piece of paper with uh, you can spend 50 euros uh, at the hardware store to buy stuff, but nobody would use it. 16% um, was uh, claimed in a period of seven months time and the municipality had even they had to send three letters to every house. Please people use the 50 euros and uh, start saving energy, etc. Now, one letter to 50,000 homes is also 20,000 euros, right? So uh, cost a lot of money. Mm. Now we started uh, on the 11th of January, uh, 2022, uh, the first QR codes were distributed. And 13 days later, on January 24th, 100% of the money was claimed. So oh. the money was gone. Um, it, it started buzzing around in, uh, in, in the city. People started calling the municipality. Uh, uh, my brother also lives in Emmen and he already got his QR code and I don't have it yet. Uh, when is my QR code coming? <laughs> that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, the money was gone in, in no time. It was such a big success that the municipality doubled the money. I said, well, so many people want to use it. We put another batch of, of euros in there. And that second batch was gone in 11 days. So it was very, very popular. Um, and um, it's what we call a win-win, win-win situation. It's a win for the municipality because they have a very efficient way to distribute their subsidy money. And they get a lot of information. At the end, 9,000 active wallets, uh, so uh, uh, 9,000 houses provided all the information. Um, it's a win for the, the people living in Emmen because they get 50 euros and uh, can start uh, saving uh, energy in their house and, and, of course, saving money. It's a win for the uh, retailers, the hardware stores, because they get uh, a few hundred thousand extra revenue and new customers. Right, and and the, the the way to work with it was very very simple. They were very very content with um, uh, how it was technically done. Uh, only showing a QR code, pressing a button, and having the money on your bank account the next day. And of course, the last win, uh, maybe the most important, is for the environment because we saved a lot of energy, a lot of CO two, by by using this system. Yeah, um, well, you did um, answer quite a lot of my questions here, but it was a great, great explanation. Um, it's far more advanced than what I first thought. Um, I can imagine, as you said, um, that the blockchain system has a bad reputation. People might be a little bit skeptic about using it and implementing it, especially when it comes to governments and the, um, the like the citizens around. But it sounds like you did a fantastic job um, building it and making it very user-friendly and that everything was used just shows that it has great potential. Um, what I th Maybe a question that I came up with when listening to you here is that due to the success of this, as well as uh, you did get everything, everything was used, all the, all the uh, people that received this participated, um, 
provided your their data and um do you think that like Netherlands as a whole will see the success of this and go take it to the next level absolutely absolutely we already got other municipalities uh inquiring and and also uh using this system because this we i'll tell you about a few tricks we did also uh, uh in this and then we'll take the next step um one of the things we did uh is use a little bit of gamification a little bit of fear of missing out in in our app um uh, for instance we showed the balance of the municipality in the app so how much money was left uh, uh, for distribution and pe people would see that real time uh, every minute you could see that balance going down so people um, having the app on their phone and not already claimed their coins would think well hey i have to hurry up because if i wait another three days the money could be gone right so we introduced the fear of missing out Another uh, mm. thing we introduced was a, a, a button where people could send the money back. So uh, if you if you uh, answered all the questions, you got your reward, your 50 euros. But let's say you're living in a brand new house, which is already at its peak of uh, energy saving. Right? You, you don't no uh, need any LED lighting because you already have LED lighting. Mm. Then there would be a button to send that 50 euros back to the municipality so somebody else could claim it. Right, so there were lots of tricks, lots of extras in the app, which which um, led to the ultimate success. And of course, uh, it it helped that uh, energy prices went up, and and uh, uh, it was a very current topic. Uh, but it made a very a large success, and other municipalities started noticing. Um, there was a um, uh, uh, municipality of Heerlen who said, "Listen, can we use this?" as a currency in our own uh, municipality to reward our employees. So we designed the Vitality Knip. And Knip, let me explain. Knip is a Dutch word for uh, a wallet, a, a money purse. Uh, maybe uh, you remember, maybe your grandmother had mm. this money purse with these uh, two metal uh, uh, kissing yeah. buttons Right? And, and every, every time you opened it or closed it, it said knip. Well, yeah. that's, that's a, a Dutch word for wallet. So we designed the Vitality Knip. These uh, thousand employees got 200 euros a year, 50 euros uh, per quarter. They can spend on going to lunch with their colleagues, uh, uh, buying flowers for a home or whatever um, as a... As a Uh, uh, employee benefit uh, program but um, I designed uh, a few extras in in the money uh, rules in the money and I designed it to stimulate people to use it now you can stimulate people to spend money in two ways you can say here you got 50 euros and if you don't use it I'll take it away so use it but it will not make you very popular uh, taking away uh, money uh, that, have, that people have in their wallet So uh, we decided against that. We decided to do something different. We decided on, here you have money. The more you spend, the more you will receive. So these employees get uh, 50 euros through the tangle uh, uh, with their own 
stable coin. Uh, it's not that they get not paid in in iota coins because they fluctuate and it's taxpayers' mm. money. So uh, you cannot do that. So we designed our own stable coin on the iota tangle, and they get fifty euros every three months. And like your phone subscription, uh, where you get uh, uh, five hundred minutes, and if you don't use them, you can take them into the next month. We said these fifty euros, you can take them with you to the next quarter if you don't spend them. But if you don't spend them, then you will not get any extra. So if you spend 30 uh, of, of the 100 you will have after two quarters, you will get 30 extra. If you spend only 20, you get, will only get 20 extra. So we will top up to 100 uh, uh, and you'll receive a maximum of 50 every quarter. Now, that is very, very popular. Uh, uh, at first, uh, the, the retailers, the shops in, in here were a bit hesitant. What is this and how does it work and when do I get my money? Mm. But um, now they are uh, virtually fighting to get on the list, on the menu. Uh, the municipality has a list of retailers that are participating and they are fighting to get on the list because it's extra revenue for them. Yeah. Right? They, only, um, they sell their stuff, they, they show a QR code and they have the money on their account uh, in two days. So that's that's the first spin-off. And the second spin-off, which was even bigger, uh, was a, a special energy knip for the uh, a region called Parkstad. There's a region of six municipalities in, in the south of uh, the Netherlands. And um, I don't know how it's in Norway, but uh, in Holland, we have a big uh, problem with uh, high energy prices. Yeah, uh, and and there are people living at, at minimum income who cannot pay their energy bills anymore, mm. right? And so the Dutch government has set aside a few hundred million to help these people. But you have a problem. I mean, um, if you just send these people uh, a few hundred euros in their bank account, um, maybe they'll they'll buy a new uh, television set and start spending more energy instead of less. Right, uh, or yeah. maybe they just uh, uh, spend it on beer and lottery tickets. So um, the region Parkstad came to us and listen, can we use the energy knip to distribute purpose-bound money to uh, twenty thousand families who are in financial trouble? Uh, and um, uh, the the budget was five million euros. So uh, in the last six weeks, um, we use the energy knip not to retrieve information where well, we cut out the the questions but we used it so uh, these people get uh, a few hundred euros uh, with which they can start saving money and lowering their energy bills hmm. and it, it was so successful that a uh, a housing corporation uh, contacted uh, the municipality of heerlen and said listen um, we got uh, a few thousand houses in the, in the public sector uh, in this region, half of the people living there already got their money to start saving energy uh, because they are on minimum income. The other half didn't receive money because they have a, a, a higher income. Now, we would like to see the other half also start saving energy. And so what they did as a housing corporation, they put money uh, in, the, in the bank uh, of the municipality, the other people got a QR code also. So um, uh, this was the first time that a private company, so to speak, 
uh, invested also money uh, to be distributed uh, by the QR codes of the energy clip. So in total, it was nearly 6 million euros being distributed to help people who are in financial trouble because of the high energy prices. That is very fascinating. Um, I'm just trying to process all that. It's, it's like very big, big of you to, to actually do this and be able to help people at the same time. And it sounds like it's um, it's growing very rapidly. With, with like, yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, uh, the, the, there's a big reason why municipalities want to do that because every euro they put in there will give them two euros reward because they help the people in their municipality, but they also help the retailers because these people cannot spend that money at amazon.com or Zalando or whatever. They can mm. only spend these coins at local hardware stores and retailers. And these guys had a, a rough time uh, during Corona also. Mm. Right? So um, uh, every euro gives uh, 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 an extra 100% reward. So like yes, everybody gets the same amount, no matter if you like drive like you heat up the um, the apartment to f to like twenty eight degrees all day, or someone keeping it at like seventeen degrees. Both of those gets the same amount. Yeah, what what they, they look for is uh, your income, how high your energy bill is in a percentage of that uh, income, mm. right? And and uh, um, what what other bills you have to pay, and if that that room is too little then uh, they give you the money through the energy knip and now they are for instance working on a, on a, a special action uh, with um, a plus plus refrigerators so somebody's coming to your home and if you got a very old refrigerator which takes a lot of energy then uh, you will get a special coin and you can go and, and buy with that coin uh, an a plus plus refrigerator which saves you a lot of uh, electricity at the end of the month, and that uh, retailer will get paid by the municipality. That is for pretty interesting. Right, but it's it's a principle you can use for anything. I mean, uh, we called it energy knip, but um, um, you can use this for tourism also, right? I, I talked to a municipality where they uh, want to put a QR code in every uh, hotel room. So when a, a tourist visits their city, he can scan the QR code, get uh, answer a few questions. Uh, where are you from? Uh, how long are you going to stay? Uh, what, what brought you to this uh, region? And then they get, uh, for instance, a 30 euro uh, credits, which they can spend on a museum or on a terrace, uh, a few drinks in a restaurant or whatever. Right. Mm. So you're, you're stimulating tourism and helping local restaurants and museums. Uh, with some extra revenue or I know a city who is thinking about using uh, this method to battle heat stress in in the city center right uh, everybody knows that the center of a city because of the asphalt and, and all the buildings heats up more than rural areas mm. so they're looking into distributing QR codes to people living in, in that center of the city and with that QR code, uh, after uh, answering a few questions, they can go to a garden center and buy plants for their front and back garden, which provides shadow, right? So to bring the temperature in the city down. 
Um, I know another city who says, listen, can we use this to promote health? Every city has a, a few neighborhoods where the income is low and uh, there's a fish and chips on every corner. Um, and people uh, are not eating very healthy. Their health is, is uh, less good than in the rest of the city. Now, you could distribute QR codes in that part of the city, uh, um, enabling people to visit the fitness center. Uh, and, and then the municipality pays the, the fitness center. You cannot buy anything else. And, and you, there's only paid what is used. Right. So uh, you can you can do lots and lots of things with it. Um, I talked to a, a party in um, in America who wants to do a weapons buyback program with these kind of QR codes uh, um, in America. They the police buys back uh, uh, guns uh, at, at market price. Well, you could instead of giving dollars, you could give uh, coins which can be spent at local pizzeria and whatever and helping also the local retailers. So the number of applications is is stunning. And not even here in, in the Netherlands, right? I was contacted by uh, uh, the German Bundesbank um, to talk about regional uh, coins, Regionalwährungen, as they call it in Germany, hmm. um, and, and to see how that can stimulate. Uh, I'll, I'll give you another example. In Germany, the uh, uh, German Minister of Culture uh, Frau uh, Claudia Roth uh, uh, decided that every 18-year-old uh, will get 200 euros to spend on theater, on music, etc. Well, that's exactly our use case, right? You you give them a wallet, you give them 50 euros every six months, which they can only spend purpose-bound on culture, mm. uh, helping these 18-year-olds, but also helping the culture uh, uh, industry, the creative industry, to get back on their feet after Corona. So uh, lots and lots of applications, not only energy, it's called energy knip because of the wallet, but uh, we're already using this for uh, a lot of more purposes. I, I really enjoy that. Um, I think that a lot, a lot of places around in the, in the world has to to learn from this. And my next question was if there were any plans to, to expand outside the Netherlands, but you kind of also just answered that. Uh, since you're in contact with all, with the uh, U.S. and Germany, um, yeah. I, I I spoke at the at the Spanish uh, in in Barcelona at the the Smart City World Congress, mm. and there were lots of cities uh, interested. Now I don't know how many they are actually going to implement it, but there are lots of uh, cities interested in in using this for lots of different purposes. Yeah, because they see the success that you guys have been making in the Netherlands, and I think that that will expand very rapidly. Um, maybe not like right away, but over the the course of a couple of years, I think this that energy nip will be a household name um, many places in Europe. I I think absolutely, and we are also uh, we're already working on the next step of energy nip. It's called multi nip, and multi uh, as in uh, you can have several coins in one wallet on your phone. So imagine having uh, a coin. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, there are people on minimum minimum income that cannot pay the soccer club of, of their child. Right now, there are uh, different kinds of instances, uh, municipalities, but also uh, social uh, corporations who would like to pay for their child to go to soccer. Um, but if you give the parents uh, just uh, 50 euros, they can spend it on anything. 
So mm. in multi-knip, uh, then you will have several coins for several purposes. And one of these purposes could be you get six coins. Every coin is one month of contribution of a soccer club. And you can pay with that coin at the soccer club. Or you could have, uh, my, my father, he's 80 years old. He gets 800 kilometers of taxi, uh, taxi kilometers a year. Now, you can imagine him having 800 of these taxi coins in his wallet and just paying the taxi driver uh, 50 uh, kilom kilometers and the taxi driver will have the euros in his bank account the next day. Uh, you can put anything in that multi-knip. Any behavior you want to incentivize, any help you would like to, uh, to send people, uh, you, could, you could make a coin with which they could get healthy food packages. Mm. You could have a coin with which they could have a cooking lessons, right? Um, uh, maternity care. Uh, uh, people who have a new child here in Holland will have maternity care. Uh, so many hours, somebody's coming to your house to help you. Mm. Now, instead of putting on a piece of paper how much time they worked and sending that to an insurance company, etc., why not give these parents um, uh, coins in their wallet and at the end of the day, this, this caregiver comes to you and said, listen, I worked two hours, please give me two coins. And the next day she will have euros in her bank account. You can yeah. use that for anything. And so you will have a, a multi-knip wallet with lots and lots of different coins. Uh, the, the unemployment uh, uh, office could give you a coin so you can get a haircut for, uh, uh, because next week you have an interview at a, at a company uh, where, where you would like to work. They could like uh, help you uh, by giving you that coin and paying the barber to get your haircut and let you look sharp. Um, anything you could use that uh, multi-clip for. Mm. Yeah, I can see you even like if you scale it up, you can actually probably eliminate a lot of corruption as well. Like uh, imagine like a government giving some kind of a general, okay, you have to go buy weapons for the country and then you just go buy a yacht and a Lambo instead of doing what he was supposed to do but if we had absolutely this, he wouldn't be able to buy that yeah it's not the first idea i would uh, come in, <laughs> up in my mind with a uh, purpose-bound money but i see where you're coming from <laughs> yeah so yeah um just came came across because i just read an article about people using the money that i shouldn't be using them for yeah um, well so, so that, that's the way uh, purpose-bound money is very very powerful because you as the minter of these coins you decide how much money, for whom, for which purpose, and when it will expire. Because um, in MultiKnip, you can just say, well, at, at the, the 31st of December, all these coins will, uh, will be uh, uh, retrieved and you will get a new budget on the 1st of January. So purpose-bound money is very, very powerful. Mm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to see what else that you guys will be able to release in the coming time. Um, but will you also plan to integrate some form of the uh, IOTA token and other um, aspects of IOTA, such as digital identity and all that, or will you stick to mainly the the, the, the things that you're doing right now? Well, uh, absolutely, right? Um, uh, because uh, self-sovereign identity could be a very big part. Uh, uh, of Now we used these QR cards and, and, and distributed them. But you could do that when you have self-sovereign identity on your phone. Um, uh, these whole the card trick is is uh, is obsolete. So that that would be very nice to um, uh, integrate with that. 
Um, the IOTA token is a bit of a problem. Uh, I mm. mean, it's, it's a nice token, but it's very volatile. Yeah. Right. And and when you use taxpayers' money, um, you cannot have that people can buy uh, uh, 800 uh, taxi kilometers the one day and and 600 kilometers the next day because yeah. the the value will fluctuate. So yeah, that's why we that it's a difficult thing to implement as well as it's probably a whole other side of regulations and stuff to to be able to do that. Exactly. So we designed a stable coin, a uh, uh, to be exact, a fiat backed stable coin, uh, which which is uh, registered on uh, the IOTA tangle, but it's not the IOTA coin itself, mm. right? So uh, because that would be impossible. Um, uh, if the, the coins would be a stable coin, then we could use it. But at the moment, that is not possible. Uh, so yeah. we use the IOTA Tangle, the IOTA technology, but not the IOTA coin at the moment. Mm. Do you think that a lot of more people would develop on top of IOTA if they knew about it and understood what it could do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, IOTA is, is one of the uh, uh, the best projects around at the moment. It's it's a bit struggling, right? Uh, 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 and... and the, Half the crypto world is struggling, mm. uh, but um, I, I think it's it's very very promising. And uh, the the way they designed it, uh, from the feelers uh, and and the, the energy etc., it's it's a very very good choice. Uh, yeah. the, the, just for that, uh, Epsi is is looking at uh, IOTA, right? The mm. European uh, blockchain service infrastructure. Uh, I'm, I'm sideways involved in that also because of uh, Internet Project Bling. Um, they're they're looking at IOTA as as one of the candidates for their solution because it's so promising. Yeah, um, that's the thing because you can see a lot of fun things happening around like the NFTs and all that um, colored tokens. But when you see projects such as you coming along and doing actual good work around in the in the traditional world using this technology that sort of makes me a lot more confident that the future has some better days ahead of us um at least now when they they've been able to set up themselves in switzerland be able to do a little bit more of awareness work so that more people are actually able to know um oh, what the potential here can be absolutely and uh, um uh, I've, I've been having talks with uh, dominic uh well, let's say uh, every few weeks and and uh, they are uh, really positive about energy knip and and uh, what we're working on multi knip and they're helping us uh, because it's it's also good publicity for for iota themselves mm -hmm. i mean lots and lots of people are talking about blockchain uh, tangle etc but not many people are are using it in big projects in real life right mm -hmm. uh, uh, most of the people in the blockchain world are talking in the future in the future we're going to uh, uh, do this, and and we're, yeah. we're going to make the notaries obsolete, and we're going to do that, and and we at Blockchain Lab Dinte, we're talking about what can we do today, right? Mm -hmm. How can we use this technology to to make the world a little bit better today, and that's even possible. I, I know um, uh, one of the big advantages of uh, IOTA is that there's a lot going on in the development department, right? For for um, companies developing. That is um, a bit of a double-edged sword. I mean, it's it's like buying a laptop, right? You you've got the money in your pocket. You're you're going to the store. You're standing there. Oh, this is a very nice laptop, and I have the money for it. But in two months, this nicer laptop will be available. Let me wait another two months, right? But if you wait two months, 
in two months, the, uh, the, the situation is going to be the same. You're standing there uh, in front of this nicer laptop, but a nicer one is coming in two months. And yeah. that's a little bit with IOTA also. So they're developing very fast. And so you could say, let, let me wait until Shimmer, right? And, and, but when Shimmer is there, they're already working on something even nicer. So you would be waiting forever because you're always waiting for the next step. Mm. So what we did is said, no, no, listen, we're going to just develop this on IOTA Chrysalis. Go. What can we do today? And that's even amazing, right? In, in one week, we were the biggest blockchain project in the Netherlands because we were so bold to, to uh, provide 50,000 wallets, right? And afterwards, 20,000 extra and 1,000 extra and 5 million, 6 million, etc. cetera. Uh, just, just start rolling. Uh, uh, create momentum mm. instead of waiting. Absolutely, yeah. But um, you also sent me a very interesting um, YouTube video where you explained this with um, a little bit of um, infographics and stuff. Um, I will put that in the link to the episode. Um, I think we are reaching an hour soon. Um, but it's, it's been a very, like fantastic episode. Um, my mind is blown. Um, far better than I have expected, and I'm really looking forward to to see what Energy Nip is able to to do in the future. Um, as well as I would very much like to invite you back um, once there's been a little bit more updates. I'm sure there will be a lot of progress on your side in the coming months. Um, so whenever you you're ready, let's do it again. I'll be happy to come back, and and there will be lots of uh, new things to talk about. Lots of new projects uh, in the pipeline uh, where we, we're working with uh, within uh, uh, our national organization, which is called the Dutch Blockchain Coalition, uh, with government, etc. I will be able to talk to uh, about that in a few months, but um, uh, it will absolutely blow your mind. Mm, I'm really much looking forward to it because my mind is already blown. <laughs> so, yeah, but thank you, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, see you next time. And thank you guys for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.